Welcome into Tailgate. Austin Gill here and Mike Renner in sunny Cincinnati for one last time. One last time on Tailgate. And it might be the actual sunniest Cincinnati day. It's so that sunny. That we've recorded. It is like 90 degrees. I, I was sweating just getting out of my car and walking in the building. It was, Jeez. It's a nice one. But I'm also sweating because I drank like 12 mobile lights on a rooftop in Chicago yesterday. So On the catch and early buzz, I still can't tell anybody where I'm going. It's still being discussed. I told you. I tell people? No, you can't tell people. (laughs) It's still being discussed. Uh, The president has to look it over. It's it's a lot. It's a big, big thing. The NFL has to look it over. A lot has to, you know, a lot of people. It has to go through a lot of different eyeballs and earballs and those types of things. Do you have an update? A lot of people were asking me, it's like, what's Mike going to do? Is Mike going to get another podcast? Do you have any ideas? What's your, where's your I don't know. Whatever they tell me. No, we we got, there's going to be something in the works. I'll be, I'll have a podcast. I just, uh. Just wait. Just hold your horses. I'm just. I'm actually. What I'm. What I'm trying to do is hold off on actually having to work as long as possible. So mm. I'm going to announce it at the latest and release it at the latest possible date. I love so it. That I don't have to work. I love <laughs> it. Any any highlights from your trip to Chicago? Um, went to the Brewers game yesterday. This was on the Cubs, the Wrigley rooftops. Very cool experience. If you've never done such a thing, um, walked like 20 miles one day. Just walked around the entire city. Trying to think of anything else I did that was cool. That was about it. It was a good time. How are your brothers? Brother's great. Nephews are great. Found out my brother's having a niece now, a girl. Make a second niece for your boy. I think I'm just gonna be I think I'm just gonna be the cool uncle. I've resided to that. No kids for your boy. Really? Yeah. Just not gonna be that guy. That's a big highlight from Chicago. I don't know. I actually I my I flip flop every all the time. That's incredible. We're not gonna hold myself to that. While you were gone, I held down the fort, um, through a little bit of a a party at the pool and yeah, see, uh, I, that you shouldn't have i shouldn't have allowed that you guys can't have fun without me i hate when that happens dude it was a lot of fun too it was it was a cinematic experience george Chahuri, uh ben Lindsay, david sofaro anthony trash had a bunch of pff people in my come goddamn out. fucking i said that was way aggressive but george never came to the pool in the 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 six years i've been here or with with pool access pool adjacent and george never me and george were on the same team it was seven v seven First to seven flip cup. Okay. We came back from 4-1. It was incredible. That's got to feel good. It felt good. That's it felt like, good. Uh, the beer games, the drinking wait, best was best of seven elite. came back from 4-1? No, no, no. It was first to seven. Oh, first to seven. There you go. First to seven came back from 4-1. It was just unparalleled energy on the um, on, on the pool day. Sunday was a write-off, but you, you love to see it. Uh, let's get to these fun to read. There's a handful over the weekend, and then we'll get to some stories, some speak pipes, some final sayings here and there. Yeah, we'll is, talk a little bit about football this time. A little bit. A little Just bit. Just a touch. This is from Lance the Spoken. I don't know who the hell this is. Uh, he's the founder of The Spoken, weekly host of The Spoken Pod. He tweeted, I just thought I'd remind everyone that opposed to, or- opposed to Orlando Brown Jr., reportedly wanted to be the highest paid left tackle in the NFL. I want to redo that one. What the hell just happened? Just thought I'd remind everyone that's opposed to Orlando Brown Jr. reportedly wanting to be the highest paid left tackle in the NFL. That in his first season in the Andy Reid offense, he outplayed Trent Williams, who is widely considered as the best LT in the league. He thinks this guy, this guy thinks Orlando Brown outplayed Trent Williams last year. That's rough. Is he a Chiefs fan? I mean, yes, I believe so. (laughs) I would be. hope so. Oh, he's either Chiefs fan or Orlando Brown's agent. I'm not sure which one. True. Could be both. Could be both. Uh, that one's rough. 188, 188 quote tweets. I was ratioed into oblivion. It wasn't It wasn't good. It wasn't good. That's just not a good tweet. You don't want to send that stuff out. Looks bad. This is from Chris Sims. He's been on the fun reads a handful of times. So Lamar Jackson. So originally Chris Sims sends out a – or someone sends out a video of Chris Sims saying – Brady wouldn't be missing OTAs in here for in in year four of his career. Brady didn't miss an OTA until he played in four Super Bowls. Commenting on Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson actually quote tweeted this and said, "Lamar wants to be Lamar, Chris. This part of OTAs is voluntary, my guy. I will be there, just not on your watch. It's probably other QBs not attending voluntary OTAs either. But since it's Lamar, it's a huge deal. Find something else to talk about." Chris responded, "It's all good, man." That's all good, my man. You be you. I'm rooting for you. Yes, I would like to see you at OTAs, but you got to do what's best for you, not singling you out. We have discussed all QBs who have not attended OTAs. You are Lamar freaking Jackson. Of course, we are going to talk about you. You can't. This is why you can't engage. Like, this happens. You're Chris Sims. or I, I guess Chris Sims can engage. You can do whatever the hell he wants. But me, when, like, 
that had like a take of mine gets taken by a player. Yeah. I just don't, I'm never no. going to respond. No, I am never going to say anything to you. One, because I really could give that much of a shit, but also like you can't look good. Chris yeah. Evans immediately backs down into a corner after Lamar Jackson comes at him. It's just like either stand by it and don't engage or whatever you're going to do though. Do not do this. That was yeah. it. That's a tough look. I, I also don't think Tom Brady won a league MVP into year four of his career. Like, I don't, I don't understand the comparison yeah. wholesale. Like, Lamar Jackson wants a new contract, right? And I, even then, these um, OTAs are voluntary. I just don't understand why you're making it that comparison at all. Anyway, this next one also involves player engagement, which this one was, was insane. Great. I think Quinn has the video pulled up. He'll play it for us. And hard on you. Zero scared. Because, look, my dad was in the industry. He put me up on game when I was very young. Because honestly, if he had touched me, if he had pushed me, dude, I could have retired today. That's what went through my mind. I'm like, oh, damn, I'm about to retire. I'm about to be out of the game. I'm about to be a multimillionaire thanks to Javon Kinlaw. But no, I got to keep working. Oh, well. So I didn't know who this guy was before all of this went down. And then he was kind of viral <clears throat> over the weekend. Yeah, It sounded like more, more background on that. That guy has consistently Grant criticized Grant Cohn has consistently. He was like a 49ers reporter for I think a fan I don't, nation fan nation. Um, has consistently criticized Javon Kinlaw, right or wrong. Kinlaw was not happy about it. Approached him. It sounds like very aggressively at a practice or an OTAs or whatever. And then you know Grant Cohn commented on it more. And then you even went beyond that. Javon Kinlaw went on his IG live thing and was like calling him out and all this stuff. I don't know if you saw that. Like it was insane. It was this whole Javon Kinlaw versus Grant Cohn thing. Where in, all in all, both of these guys came out looking really, really awful, awful, like they awful. Look like Javon Kinlaw looks. Bad because he's overreacting to some guy who writes for fan. Kinlaw looks so, like just yeah. thin-skinned as hell. So like, thin-skinned, getting upset that a blogger, a guy with a YouTube channel, is criticizing you, is never a good look. No, uh, never. No one ever comes out of that being like, you know, Javon Kinlaw has a point. This blogger, it's like, it's like, no, dude, like you play it on the backing up on the football field, and then no one will talk about it. So like, Kinlaw looks awful mm -hmm. and, and did not sound uh, very articulate in his way of degrading Grant Cohn in the clip that we're not going to show because it's pretty excellent laden and then Cohn looks like a, just a bitch dude like, yeah, like yeah. a little like bitch this guy like, I hate out of NFL player purely for the engagement aspect of it, yeah. truly like oh I, I literally calling it out in these videos too like that video and there was others as well it's like I you know I'm glad he t flicked my hat off I can't wait to see how many views this video gets it's like yeah. you're being kind of disgusting like this is not what like media and journalism was for. This is not why they let you in the 49ers exactly. building, right? They don't let you in the 49ers building so that you're having you're, you're not antagonizing players because I don't think he was antagonizing anyone. He was just offering analysis critically, and like a lot of people do that, right? And I think I think Javon Kinlaw reacted to that poorly, and then he but like I just hated how he. I think it was antagonizing after Kinlaw went yeah. after him. No that one was, looks good coming out. No one looks it's good all, coming to that. It's pretty gross. All right, the infamous now. John Ross story? John Ross story? Should we tell it? We have to tell okay. it. And I think uh, we have to tell it and also caveat with like it's gotten hyped up to the it's point where it's allegation. like. It's, it's not that. Allegation. It's also an allegation. And it's also like not that. Unconfirmed. It's not that great. But it's one of those stories where it's like, oh, why did John Ross, this uber talented freak show wide receiver that he was billed as, why did he just like not even see the field? Why yeah. couldn't this guy like even play? And it's because you hear stories like this and you're like, oh. Maybe that's why. It's story some is. bad decision-making. I mean, some yes, bad decision-making early not, in his career. Does not have it together decision-making-wise is a good takeaway from the story. So this girl who's a friend of actually, I, I met her through Mitch Kaiser. Should I even say this? Is that going to be? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> we met her through Mitch. Um, this girl I know, we're having drinks at dinner, I believe. We were just having uh, out at Yard House here. And she's like, she's telling, she's like, one time went out met john ross at a bar and this is during i believe like his first his rookie season mm -hmm. during the week of like practice of that fall met her at a bar goes home with him wakes up the next morning john ross is late for practice is late for practice says i'm late for practice can you watch my baby that she hadn't known about because he hadn't done anything to take care of this baby the whole time that she's there 
But there is a baby in the house with John Ross after he had gone out the night before, has practice the next day, and she is in this house taking care of his baby while he goes to practice. That's insane. That's letting, a, letting, yeah. I think the the crux of it is is letting a stranger watch your baby is crazy. Like that's yes. crazy. That's well, crazy. that like <laughs> going out the day before practice is the least crazy thing about that story. Fair. I like the fact. Oh, it's it's just allegedly why a guy allegedly alleged story. The infamous John Ross story. That's why there he almost got switched to DB. <laughs> that's why he almost got switched to DB. Um, all right. For the rest of this, we wanted to talk more about stories at PFF, the startup stories, all that kind of stuff. Um, I was going to open with my move from San Diego to Cincinnati for PFF. Yeah. Should we start, or should we start about how we got at PFF in the first place again? I or mean, should we, we do the about. voicemails? Okay, let's do the voicemails. Let's do the voicemails. We'll to... how, right. how many do we have? Uh, we got two. First okay. one, this is from Austin's number one fan. Hey, what's up, Austin and Mike? Uh, this is Jack, your local uh, pit fan here. Um, just wanted to give a big shout out to Austin, man. Congratulations on everything. Um, big, big fan of you guys since the two for one days and uh, pre COVID era. I was uh, listening in around 2019, uh, 2020. That's when I first started tuning into the podcast and been a loyal listener ever since. Um, you guys always, may, always, ne- you shouldn't say, you guys never fail to make my day. Um, always love listening to the podcast. Um, and I just wanted to, you know, congratulate Austin on basically everything that he's going to do and what he's done so far. Um, you know, you leaving tailgate stings more than uh, Jordan Addison living, leaving pit for USC for me. <laughs> so I hope everything's well. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, you know, and I hope this doesn't, uh, you know, s- kind of sell the end of the, spend the end of the, um, you two working together. But regardless, you know, you guys have made a great impact on my life and uh, have helped me actually with a c- couple of opportunities I've gotten um, working with a couple of uh, different um uh, people in the industry. So thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. That is awesome. Is I was getting a little choked up. There? He was getting a little choked up. Also, I no will... congratulations to me. I've still, I still was working. You here. still, I still suck. do stuff. <laughs> Come on. I will say something. I have been super appreciative of is how many people specifically have reached out to me since I announced that I was leaving PFF about Tailgate. And I know Tailgate, Tailgate's one of the bigger podcasts here at PFF, and it's been something that's grown mm-hmm. insanely fast, especially when we went over the Tailgate tour and all that stuff and, and made the brand transition. But the amount of people that have left me like paragraph-long IG DMs or Twitter DMs saying just like how much they appreciated this podcast and how much they appreciate me on it, it was really, really cool to see. Because I thought a lot of people would be more focused on where am I going next? Can't wait to follow your work. So many people are gutted that we're you know breaking up the band here. And you know he mentioned at the back end there, Hopefully this is not the end where me and you work together. Hopefully our paths do cross again because uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. And it's I, I really under – because I do so much here at PFF. Like no one even knows like what I do here at PFF. I'm director of content. I manage the editorial process. I manage the social process, um, video and sound, marketing, customer service. I do so much of the – the management here at PFF on the content side that a lot of people just see me on tailgate with the mustache ripping jokes and all that stuff. But I thought more people would be reaching out about that. So many people uh, reaching out about tailgate, which has been really, really cool to see. Yeah. The master gators is probably the coolest aspect of the show. In my opinion, the fact that there are so many people that came out of the tailgate tour last year, there's so many people that, you know, see us out and since and come up to us and say hi oh, yeah. because of it, that like are actively involved in the show and making it better by doing so that it is sad to leave you guys. I, I do think too, that I think we learned a lot about how to build like a podcast brand that's approachable. You know, cause I think yeah. it's not, I don't think it's coincidental that a lot of when people see us, they're okay and yeah. excited to like go, well, it's like, I want them to, yeah, I guess yeah, I would, yeah. would like that to be. I was in, like I was at knockback Nats and I was sitting there with a buddy you weren't in town and just watching the game. I think it was a game or whatever. And this guy comes up to me and it's like a 60 to 65 year old man. Mm-hmm. And he's playing board games at knock, knockback knocks. He said he does that with his friends every single week. He says, I've been waiting over there for 45 minutes to talk to you because I'm a big tailgate fan. I'm a masturbator. And he's like, Let's he go. was like, he's like, I've watched every episode for the last like two years or something. And I was like, Oh my God, this guy's like 65 years old. Not our target and, demo, and was, but still cool. Yeah. And he was nervous <laughs> to reach out. I was like, dude, you can always say hi, whatever. It, it was very, very cool. But the, uh, the following has been awesome. Uh, I'm super, super appreciative of everyone. I was, you know, it was one of the hardest, you know, in this decision to move on, which I can't explain the opportunity yet, but I'm excited to eventually. This is one of the things that was hard to come, you know, move past, man. It, it made me think a lot about what I should do and all that stuff. So I really appreciate everyone that's reached out, and uh, I am gutted to be breaking up the band here. But uh, another voicemail? 
Yep, this is a special voicemail from Max. Oh. What's up, guys? Tailgate intern Max Chadwick here. AG, real quick, was it one cream, two sugars in your coffee, or was it two sugars, one cream in your coffee? I'm the front of line of Starbucks right now. I don't want to forget it. Coffee. <laughs> Otherwise, man, I, I can't believe this is the last episode of Tailgate. Um, before I even started working at PFF, I was a massive fan of both of you during the two-for-one days. And right when I got to work at PFF, I immediately texted Austin and asked if I could be the intern for the show. And, and he reluctantly said yes, and it's been an amazing time ever since. Austin, I'm so sad that you're leaving, man. I mean, you truly were just an incredible person to work for. Um, and you're just the coolest guy ever. And, you know, I thought you're an amazing podcast host. And then when I started working at PFF, I realized you're an amazing boss. And then when I came up to Cincinnati and, uh, and stayed at your place, I realized that you're an amazing friend too, man. And never change. You're going to absolutely kill it at your next job. I'm so freaking excited for you, man. Um, I'm sad that you're leaving, but you're going to kill it. Love you, man. That was Max Chadwick, intern who's worked on this podcast for the last freaking, what, 150, 200 episodes. He has been awesome uh, as a part-time employee here at PFF, awesome as a part-time contributor on this podcast. Really appreciate the kind words, man. He uh, he visited uh, over the draft, right? Yeah. And um, he stayed on my air mattress. The air mattress I have. First is- off, you told me the day of you're like oh yeah max is staying in our place yeah i'm sorry (laughs) but so the air mattress i bought an air mattress the first time seth came and visited the offices and i was like you can stay on my air mattress because we're still like cutting budget and shit like that it's like dude i don't know if i can afford a hotel but i can get you on the air mattress and like now like seth galena among like three or four other people have stayed on it but one of the nights we were bevying decently and I forgot that he was staying with me and he ended up having to get a hotel at like four in the morning because I didn't let him in. Wasn't good. Max will never live it down. But yeah, I didn't know that. It was rough. It was rough. It was rough. But uh, Max could have awesome hit me dude. up. He should have. He should have. Um, but yeah, that was uh, really appreciate you, Max. Appreciate the kind words. Anything else? Nope. That's it for the voicemails. That's it for the voicemails. All right. Do we want to start? I have, I have some of the stories written chronologically. I think we can go back and forth or whatever we want to do. Um, how about how you started at PFF? Okay. I think we've, you've, to- you've told yeah. bits and pieces of the story, but uh, let's hear the full thing. So I started, I, I found PFF, I want to say like my junior year of college, maybe like 2010. Mm-hmm. And I would like read, and that's when they like, they gave the grades away for free back then. There, there was time and then they locked them and then kind of went back and forth. And by the time, so I was like a fan. And then my soft, my second semester or senior year, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. As an accounting major, I had an accounting degree, but I was not going to, didn't want to do it accounting. So I started taking actuary exams. I passed two actuary exams, but then I found this, um, I found that like PFF's hiring and they're like, it was like the role's analyst mm-hmm. and it was really shit role. I come to found, come to find, but. Was it part-time or full-time? It was part-time. It was just like, you got. I think this is legal, honestly, in retrospect. They used to pay based off of accuracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, in that, I was on that same group. Yeah. So I was pay, getting paid. And if, like, I did poorly on a game, it's all of a sudden just like. You get no money. Zilch money. I think it was half money. You'd still get some. But it was, like, a lot less than what you ideally would have liked to have for, like, eight hours of work. So <laughs> it was, like, well below minimum wage for eight hours of work. So it would be, I did that. Like I, Like I said, I got good enough on the first test game to get a second test game and after the first test game they gave me a subscription to pff like a free subscription and i found out where to go in the subscription to dig behind the paywall to then check my act to again get the numbers like get the accuracy numbers that i was doing in my test which was just saying where guys are on the football field i found out where to go to get that and so for my next test i cheated. just cheated <laughs> i just cheated and i was in the top three accuracy and they hired out number one no, I I kind of like fidgeted some. Love to that, make it, love that, love that. To make sure I wasn't getting too accurate, but I cheated and got in the top three. I think I hired like a dozen people anyway, so I didn't necessarily need to, just as like part time data collectors. I'm in love. And I did that all fall while I was waiting tables. And then the next year, I I was given enough games. I still wasn't full time the second year even at PFF. I was given enough games where I could actually like just do that full time. Mm-hmm. And even still, it was pretty cutting it tight i was still living at home honestly with my parents for a good portion of that and then third year i got hired full-time that's history where were you waiting tables i was waiting tables at a pizza place in champaign illinois called jupiter's it's awful but did that and then i almost didn't make it here 
Because one time, New Hornsby fired me. <laughs> this story. I don't think I've told this story <laughs> on the podcast. Don't tell the full story. Tell some of it, but it's... it's I can to tell the full story. Come the, on. No, I don't I, think you can. Can't. I don't think you can so, tell the full story. So after I moved here, I get into this limbo of like... it's kind of Everyone at PFF's been here at some point where you're doing a bunch of different shit. Like mm-hmm. you can't... Because with the nature of football, it's not going to be the same work at all periods of time. So I'm like... It's also the nature of a startup, right? Yeah. And I'm like on the content side at this point, and I'm also doing grading of games. But then I'm also learning coding to help create some products and stuff, like some reports that would help to basically learning VBA to make better, uh, I guess, like... SSRS reports, right? Yeah. Just like, yeah. To have better reports, to have better stats more readily available that we now have via Ultimate. And so I do, it was a waste of my time in retrospect, but I'm doing all that. And we have these like Khaled, who is the director of like the actual collection of, of the games. data and grading of yeah, data collection has sends out just like a company wide email. That's basically saying like, Hey, if you're uh, the, all the graders are expected to do five games a week. But Neil had also like told me to do all this other shit that's like taking up a vast majority of my time, like learning VBA. He's like, do that to like make good reports and and writing articles and all that other stuff. And so I'm just like assuming this doesn't apply to me. I'm like, okay, because there are guys who literally just are graders and doing nothing else of that sort. So I'm like, okay, I'm doing the other things. I'm going to prioritize those because it's it was like it was I believe it was May. Yeah, I, I think I was going. I think it was actually Memorial Day weekend. I want to say. Mm-hmm. I think in honor. I think it was this weekend actually. So I had booked a trip for Memorial Day weekend to Las Vegas and uh, had, that, had that in the works, but hadn't actually told PFF that I was leaving leaving town. And so Not just leaving fr- town, you're leaving to, to Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. And that was on a Friday, Friday afternoon. And, and I didn't take any time off for it because it's like, eh, it's like a Friday <laughs> like two. <laughs> I didn't know that part. I thought you told them. It was a Friday like two. And, and at that point, I was – Working from the office still. And you had this like harping that like everyone works in the office. And so. What year is this? 2017? I believe it was 2017. This is, this would be like three days after I started then. Yeah. Because I started May 21st. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that, it so probably it was. was like 10 days after And, you and it was perfect because that's why I never saw you because I was working from the office then. Doing that, doing that. And I get called in. This is on a Wednesday. I get called in. Neil's like, uh, hey, you're not. Cal tells me you haven't been getting these games done. You have to get these games done. And I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't realize they didn't apply to me or that that still applied to me. Um, I was focusing on the other stuff. I'll go ahead and do it. It's like five games a week was the expectation. I was like, okay, I'll get the games. I expected to do like two games over the next two days Mm -hmm. because five games over the next two days would be ridiculous. So Thursday, I get a game done. I asked Neil on Thursday, hey, can I work from home Friday? Um, I just want whatever. It's Friday. You didn't tell me you're flying It's, Friday, it's a still. Friday in fucking May. I didn't tell him I'm flying things. <laughs> it's a Friday in May. Can I get a goddamn work from home day? Yes, he says. I go the next day. I get a game done, and I'm ready to fly to Vegas. <laughs> I go to the airport. It's like 1 p.m. I get a call from Neil. As I'm about to board the plane, the plane is boarding. I get a call from Neil, and he says, did you get your five games done? And I was like, five games? I, I did two games. Like, I did five games would be ridiculous. He's like, Cal tells me you haven't gotten your five games done. I was like, that wasn't a ridiculous expectation to me to get five games. And then it kind of gets like off the rails here that Neil was not happy with me. <laughs> just say. Can't say the exact details of it. I think HR sealed that. But long story short, the call ends by him saying, you either come back or you're fired. You either come back to the office right now or you're fired. And I'm like, even then, I still am like, I can't come back to the office. I'm actually not in Cincy anymore. Yeah. You're still not telling him we're going to Vegas. No, I'm not telling him I'm going to Vegas. Incredible. And he loses his mind. Uh, that was not good. Get on the plane, and I'm, like, typing up an email to HR, like, on the plane. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even going back to Neil at this point. I'm like, I still want my job. <laughs> the resolution, I come back, meeting with HR that Tuesday after Memorial Day. Come back. Who was in HR at the time? I don't even remember. It was actually someone who ended up getting fired for embezzling money from PFF. Oh, um, God. Which was all another good Oh, story. you're right. You're who right. I, I don't name? remember her name. But, but she right. stole yeah, money yeah. from PFF and got fired. But that the resolution of that with her and Kurt Freiberger, who was the CFO, I believe, at the time, was that Neil couldn't give me any more direct orders, and I could work from home as long as much as I wanted. Oh, I didn't have to work from so the office So you got anymore. this like free pass. And so that's why I never worked from the office, and that's why I was always like you—you you would never yeah. see me because so we, when we, I never came in after that. I started May twenty-first. 
the you get a free pass May 31st, it seems. Yeah. And then that was when we were working in that office where they were renting it from the Lightborn space here in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like in July, they closed that rented office space down to finish this office, the mm-hmm. one that we're in now. And then we didn't work in there until like September. And then you still weren't coming into the office during the season. I feel like I didn't even see you until like summer 2018 or early 2018. Yeah, it's probably like February uh, 2018. Yeah. So it was first actually so I should like right before that holiday party that year. I love it. That's a great. So the pot, the tailgate was this close to never happening. It was very <laughs> close. Um, I'll tell my start to PFF. I was working a ton of different like unpaid jobs at San Diego State trying to like land enough to build out a resume to get a job out of college. So I was working as like sports editor at the Daily Aztec, the San Diego State newspaper. I was the sports director at the San Diego State radio station. I was like a freelancer for a handful of things, San Diego Union Tribune, Fox Sports San Diego, a handful of like the Fan Nation, SB Nation, blog.org, football stuff. And um, PFF was just another one of those opportunities, mm-hmm. right? PFF I saw was a paid opportunity too. So I was like, oh man, I'm in. They're hiring the same thing that you're hiring you for. I think it was in 2016 where I was like, I'm in. I go through the trial games. The trial games are an absolute grind. You they have are. to do them all in Excel, take you like six hours a piece. Yep. And if you don't hit like 97% or better accuracy, you don't get hired like at all. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you interview or ever. Yeah. And so like I'm spending, I'm spending like double the amount of time because I'm checking to make Meticulous, sure I get yeah. the, the nod. And I do my, that whole year, year and a half of doing games for PFF. I'm doing special teams, player participation, which is telling you have to tell on the play what who and where they lined up for all 22 players on the football field which is absolutely a grind with the angles of the tape you get for special teams i had to do that for college and the nfl so i was doing that for special teams i did that for offense defense i also did some base i did some advanced player participation i was doing all these different games trying to scrap up enough dollars to continue to live in san diego then when i was graduating from san diego state that last year i my senior year at san diego state i slept in my car and the reason i did is because i was coming back from being a summer camp counselor and I didn't have rent. I didn't have like a place. I was in Maine for like three months and I didn't have a place set out yet when I was going back. And I was like, oh, I should look at that. And I kept thinking about it. And then my buddy, his name is Brian. Um, Brian's like, what if we just slept in our car for the next like, six months? Cause we don't have any money and we didn't, we didn't, we weren't coming back with anything. And it's like, ah, fuck it, I'll do it. And we did that for the first six months and it was awful. Like absolutely awful. I got caught once um, sleeping in the San Diego state parking lot. This cop like knocks on and it's like, Hey, what are you doing in here? And I was like, Oh man, like me and my girlfriend just got in an argument or something. And like, I didn't want to like sleep there. Yeah. And then she's like, wait, what'd you do? And I was like, no, wait, no, I didn't do anything. You know, like, <laughs> like now I got myself in more trouble. She's like, you just need to leave. So I drive my car and then I like park it outside someone's house and I like sleep in there. But then eventually I was like bouncing around to different people's couches and stuff without them knowing I was sleeping in my car. I would just like ask to spend the night wait, way more often than I should have. It was gross, very gross. And then my second semester of senior year, I got a paid internship with Fox Sports Ohio, I don't know, Fox Sports San Diego. And um, then I was paying 300 bucks a month to sleep on my buddy's couch. And then I finally doing all that stuff, right? You're doing all that stuff to try and get out of college with an offer. I applied to like every freaking job in the country. I had advice from one of the editors at the San Diego Union Tribune. He's like, oh, you wanna work in sports? You wanna work in journalism? You can't work here. You're not gonna work in San Diego. It's just not gonna happen. The Padres were ass, the Chargers were leaving. Yeah. They don't have a basketball team. It's like, you're never gonna work here. So I applied to like every place in the country. And they had offers from the um, a place in Pratt, Kansas to high school sports, Baltimore for like high school women's softball. The Lincoln Journal Star was interested for me to cover Link, um, Nebraska wrestling, the University of Nebraska wrestling, Big Ten wrestling. And then I was telling PFF that like, all right, I'm leaving. I'm not going to do this part-time stuff anymore because I'm going to take one of these full-time offers. And then PFF late said, you should apply for this customer, not even get, but apply for this customer service position based in Cincinnati if you want. And they did, nailed the interview process and got it. And I ended up choosing that over all the other things but that is how i got my start at pff which was an absolute freaking grind um that first year though i have some good stories that when i moved do you have the youtube video pulled up quinn when i moved to cincinnati they asked me to move nine days after my graduation yeah so like i had to like scramble that was when neil was like everyone has to yes yes everyone has to be in the office yeah no matter what and i was like okay cool that's fine i'm excited for it when do you need me? Oh, nine days after a graduation. So I had to like pack up all my shit while taking finals, while doing all this stuff, and then drive up to my parents' house to like drop my car off. I gave it to my sister, a little parting gift. And then I was, go- we, we had to ship all of our stuff to Cincy and then we flew. 
whatever. The, the bottom line of the story is, is I could not find an apartment to save my goddamn life that fit the salary that they offered me to kick off here, which was an absolute grind. But I ended up looking at this YouTube video and I'm like, oh, what about this spot? It's like 600 bucks a month. This is, this is the apartment, 600 bucks a month, um, two bedroom, two story, hardwood floors don't look terrible. I don't know about the oven placement, but like, I was like, this doesn't look that bad. If you fast forward a little bit, you get to the spiral staircase. It's like, and the other thing that I'll add that when I was looking in for apartments in Cincinnati, everyone's like, oh, OTR is like the cool area of town. You probably want to be in OTR. Yeah. There are two distinctly like different areas of OTR that one you want yes. to be in, one you would not want to be. No one gave me any help. No, no, no. And that's so the you other look thing. up OTR, it says this apartment is in OTR. Yes. No one gave me any help on where I should live. I just wanted to live close to the office because I wasn't bringing a car and I knew I was going to be biking or walking. That, go, wait, you got to go back to that part of the video. There, that little like heater thing over there, like, was open to the outside and would fly in, like birds could fly in and then they get trapped in there and it would be the loudest thing in the world. You just hear like a flapping and squawking in this heater slash AC oh, disaster that doesn't work furnace. This is the upstairs part. Yeah, anyway, you look at it, you're like, this is 600 bucks a month. I was paying 600 bucks a month to like split a room at one point in San Diego. That does look kind of cool. Yes. Like a two bedroom. It was nice. And then you get to this other bedroom, it's nice. The problem was that this video is from 2011 and I was moving in 2017 and the hardwood floors when I got there were absolutely disgusting. The heater slash vault thing doesn't work. The AC doesn't work. That's the other heater thing that traps in birds. But it was one of the worst apartments I've ever been a part of. It was terrible, absolutely terrible. So I moved initially here with my college girlfriend and that's why we wanted two bedrooms. We wanted some space, whatever, whatever. We rented a truck to what pick a deal. We, <laughs> we rented a truck to get couches and shit yeah. and we're driving like this badass f-150 that we rented obviously do not own mm -hmm. through like a really bad area of cincinnati this is based in a very bad area of cincinnati where it's very gentrified and all that stuff we're going through and there's this They're guy not gentrified. not gentrified yeah <laughs> that, that this guy is helping his mom into a um wheelchair and i did not understand at this time coming from oakland coming from san diego that there is such a big like racial divide in cincinnati like it is a very segregated city and there are a lot of there's a lot of inbred racism in cincinnati for how things are structured regardless i'm watching this african-american man help i think his mom in a wheelchair into a car and i'm pausing i'm, I'm, I'm parking or breaking the truck because it's a narrow road and i'm not going to scoot past and try and squeeze past this little event so i'm kind of like watching intently waiting for this to go he stops putting her in the car like stops the whole process comes up to my window and i thought he was gonna ask for help or something and he says do you want to die and i was like oh my god and then H haley is in the passenger seat and she's like you should drive and i was like i start driving that was my first hour in cincinnati and then i get into this apartment and it's a fucking disaster and i live there for a year in that time mice bats birds getting trapped all up and down this thing there was one time where a mouse got trapped on the mouse trap uh, my girlfriend did not want to take it out so she left it and then when she got back a second mouse was on it trying to help that other mouse um then we were splitting up while we still lived together and it was two stories the upstairs is the only place that got warm the downstairs was like negative 10 degrees i had to sleep in a 19 degree sleeping bag on my like last couple months in the apartment it was such a disastrous first year all of which when I won employee of the year at PFF. You love to see it. I won employee of the year that at PFF. That was awesome clapping, by the way, if you're not watching on YouTube, <laughs> not me. <laughs> I won employee of the year at PFF. I crushed the customer service role because it was the easiest thing since sliced bread, whatever. Then at the end of the year party, PFF used to have these like big parties before yeah. like COVID and like people could get together at the end of the year, which usually came around the Super Bowl. I get employee of the year in my first year at PFF. George Chahuri gets rookie of the year in his first year at PFF. He, wanted to he kill is absolutely livid. Yeah. Wants he wanted, me dead. He wanted Wants me dead. But I didn't know him at all. I didn't yeah. know him at the time. I didn't know you at the time. I didn't know anyone really. I was just kind of just working. I knew the bats and the birds in my fucking apartment. And that's pretty much it. I get pretty bombed winning employee of the year because I'm losing my mind. They gave me $1,000. That was a huge amount of money for me when I was making as much as I did to win employee of the year. And apparently... I found this up from George or Eric recently because Eric and I are really close friends now. So is George and I. But Eric says, I went up to George and I said, hey, George, I'm Austin. We both won awards. And George wanted to eat my face after. It was uh, an incredible first year at PFF, man. Oh, uh, dude. That is an incredible story. Um, and he did. I was sitting with him and he was pissed when he won. I was actually very happy. Um, 
And I was also very happy that I've never won an award at PFF. <laughs> and I hope that continues. I, I don't want any any award ever, please. Well, best podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I, so we have 2018-19 in here. This is where I wrote, Mike and I become close friends. We had the sum of our lives. Summer of 2018. Su- summer, of our, summer of 2018 was different. It was a good summer. Rosedale. Uh, that's right after us. 10 for 10s. I was on a TV show that summer. And then yeah. Kind of weird. You were on a TV show, and when you came back, everyone was like, are you Mike Renner from The Bachelorette? I pretended I was your agent a couple of nights. It did was you, a good time. Did that work out? No, it didn't. never did. <laughs> I don't never did. I don't know. I Absolutely know didn't. The only story I want to tell from the summer of 2018 was the Pinks Are Out story. That's a good story. Can <clears> I tell? Or? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Oh. So there were these things called 10 for 10s, which in Cincinnati, this like company puts it on. It goes to a rotating bar like every week that 10 bucks gives you eight Miller Lights and two shots of Fireball. And so it's like a happy hour thing. And so it, like the bar gets packed during happy hour on Fridays. So it's, we would go to them a lot that summer, obviously. And they gave drink tickets that were like blue for the Miller Lights, pink for, for the, the shots. shots. So the, and, you get eight blues, two pinks. And we're t- we had gone up to these two girls, talking to them, going well. Um, Which is what, a shock. What, what did you say prior to? We should get some shots. I'm you, saying, yeah, I'm saying you're like talking about getting some shots. You're like asking them, hey, do you want to go do some shots? Because the 10 for 10s make it yeah. that easy, right? It's, it's like, hey, everyone has the same fucking the, drinks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like, even have okay. to buy them for Exactly. <laughs> and you say, oh, yeah, the pinks are out. And they looked at you like you were, <laughs> had just said you're going to make out with their mom. <laughs> <laughs> they were disgusted. I will never forget. How you looked at me when they walked away. I was already so fucking embarrassed. You looked at me and you're like, you looked at me like you were just so stunned that I could have blown such a lead. <laughs> it was like the, the Patriots are up 28 to three. And you're like, no way. There's just no way. There's no way you blew that. Dude, it was, they didn't do shots with us. Let's just say no that. No shit. Yeah, the pinks were out, but they were not down. They were not down. Uh, we also played a ton of bags that, that, that year. Uh, Rosedale, I got good at bags. I taught you how to play bags. I taught you me how to play bags. had some bad bag form. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Is that not a thing out in the West Coast, I guess? It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not a big thing. It's all. It's massive. We, you play so much more beard eye. You play way yeah. more beard eye than you do play bags. Interesting. All right. The year three, this one's tough. There's not. This is So year three, December of 2019. I step into the content director role. George Shahuri promotes me, which is freaking awesome. It kind of shifts the entire content consumer side at PFF and how we approach things. Four months after that, four months after December 2019, well, guess what? COVID fucking hits. Oh, I thought you were going to say we started two for one drafts. We did start two for one drafts. We started two for one drafts in 2019 before I took over the director role. Um, COVID hits. In 2020, remember we were recording like free agency reaction videos from our homes. We looked awful i don't know if i told this about when COVID hit so COVID hit and i was getting veneers because i had knocked out my front two teeth when i was a kid and my caps that oh, I we have put the picture them, the caps i had put on them were uh were starting to wear off like they're starting to hurt and i'm like all right i'm gonna get veneers they're like permanent or more permanent and so i get my teeth ground down a little bit to put veneers on probably three or four days before everything shuts down oh my gosh and so i have like temporaries put over, like caps put over, but I'm not supposed to eat anything directly on those with your two front teeth. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, supposed yeah. to eat anything on those. So I'm trying for like weeks on end to like make this last because they were only supposed to be in there for a week. Because you couldn't go to the dentist to fix it. And I it. couldn't go to the dentist. The dentist wow. is closed. They're, they haven't even made my veneers yet. There's no way they can like do anything for me. And so I'd say after about a week and a half, my teeth shatter biting into a piece of pizza. And so I have two nubs on the front of my face. Show the picture, Quinn, please. I have two, <laughs> like, dwindly little teeth. And that was my friend made that when Tiger King was coming out. The, Tiger looked, King was one of the highlights of COVID. It was one of the highlights of COVID. And I'm panicking, though, because we have a, like, the draft show I'm supposed to be on. That's right. I am supposed to lead our draft coverage. And I'm like, what do I, I'm not going on a show like that. I'm no, like, no one wants you on a show. No, like that would. I don't even want you here. Maybe knowing do that voiceovers. I would do voiceovers, but like, I'm not going to go on. What I ended up doing, and I don't think anyone ever like could even realize, I had a retainer that I put gum in, and put on a retainer and wore a retainer for the entire show. If you go back and look, you'll see that I. I had... believe it flew out on uh, one of the two for one drafts. Oh, it did. I mean, yeah, 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 back, did. yeah. I don't yeah. know which one it is, but I think if you go back and look, it like mid pod flies out. Yeah. And you're like, oh shit, gotta put it back in real quick. That was pretty funny. But that transition that's a, that's that transition to remote videos was the grind. We like the remote 
2020 NFL yeah. draft show was rough. It's a lot weird. of the a lot of that stuff was was pretty rough. We were doing the Syria show together in your mm-hmm. house. Breaking COVID protocol. Breaking COVID protocol to get the Syria show done. That was hilarious. All right. 2020 to 2021, everything was remote. I feel like all of 2020 to me, I just remember like everyone was just grinding their ass off at home. And like we couldn't no one was going out, obviously. And then also like we were pretty worried about our jobs. I mean, we needed to what was crazy. PFF on the consumer side and the B2B side through COVID, no mm-hmm. sports. Obviously, football was like less affected than others. No layoffs and no pay decreases, which is a huge No PPP thing. loans. Take that, Tom Brady. <laughs> that was insane. Uh, then 2021 hits. Things are coming back. And I have the, I, I have to say, it was the best draft show experience of my life. I had so much fun hosting day three. Hosting day three show. was so fun. I had such a good time and um, loved every bit of it. The only thing I hated was that you scheduled us for an 8 a.m. radio show Saturday morning. And before the literally like nine and hours And a podcast on Friday night. So I think we slept six hours. You slept at the office that day. I did. It was worth it. And before the longest day of work of the year. So pretty You're great. welcome. You're welcome. Thank that, you. that. After that draft, so the 2021 NFL draft show, mm-hmm. we had got all gone to Vegas for George Chahuri's birthday uh, three months before, like March 2021. Um, we planned like the surprise party for George Chahuri, who's the you know uh, GM of Consumer now. He's been our boss for a long time. And on a whim at his party while we're playing poker, smoking cigars and drinking, he's like, I'm going to buy a flight to Vegas in May after the draft. And then you were like, I'll buy a flight to Vegas in May after the draft. Yeah. And I said, okay, then if you guys are going, I'll go. And then we end up getting like a group of eight guys yeah. at PFF all to agree to go to this Vegas trip all while we're, you know, buzzing and, and smoking cigars. And that's a fun trip, fact about that day of George birthday. That was the most Miller lights I ever consumed in one day. I got really? to 30 that day. That, oh, was, that was a, that was a time. That was, <laughs> I did not, that was a tough, tough hangover. I will say yeah, we got the Vegas awful. trip. We bought the Vegas trip. Any stories, I like the story where you got kicked out of the Panda Express. That was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, there were some other bad stories. But mm-hmm. that one, I, I still miss. I still think about that Panda Express and what it could have been. <laughs> I needed it, obviously, in the moment. George Chahuri did not have his ID for Vegas for whatever reason. I can't remember if he lost it or whatever. He goes to this blackjack table. We're all trying to play blackjack and they're not accepting like his paper version of his ID or the ID on his phone, which you'd expect it's Vegas. They're not going to let you in with some fucking paper mache ID, (laughs) but he's like screaming at the blackjack dealer and he's got a short fuse. This guy will light it up pretty quickly. I remember just dying laughing when he got kicked out. That same dealer told me I could not swear and I got kicked off the table too. So Pretty you swear brutal. get kicked off the table for yeah. swearing? Yeah, I, I wasn't even swearing at her. I was just saying, like, son of a bitch, you know, like when she yeah. would deal a bad card. And she was like, you can't do that here. I was like, all right. The only story I had else from the Vegas trip was um, the Game Maker. The Game Maker. Ayers getting kicked out of the pool. I didn't get let into the pool that one time. Ayers peeing his pants? <laughs> Wait, I don't, I don't know if we can tell that. Okay, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but the brunch of the century. We go into brunch on Mother's Day in Vegas. On Mother's Day in Vegas. It was like a two and a half hour wait. We're hungover as hell. I don't know why we did that. I was so mad that we were in line. I was But then when we got there. Because I knew the payoff was going to be. When we got there, food was incredible. I mean, it's a freaking Vegas buffet. The, the, it was Whatever spoon was it called? The Wicked Spoon. Wicked Spoon. Fantastic brunch. So, the food is incredible there. But go ahead. So we go to the brunch. We're eating everything in sight. We've been in line for like three hours on Mother's Day. And we get this waitress who just reeks of veteran savvy. Right, yeah. she just has the appeal. She's, of, she's like a Vegas waitress that's yes. over fifty. Like, yes. you're like picture that to a T. Who's done it for a long time? Yeah, and probably she's probably had every job in Vegas you could imagine. <laughs> <Not> every, <laughs> keep thinking. Yeah. So she is on our level in terms of making sure that the mimosas, the bottomless mimosas, are flowing, yeah. and, and we're that technically we get our worth. and we're technically only allowed to be there for two hours. Yeah. So you're only allowed to like, you have to like get your money's worth within two hours. And then in the last 30 minutes, we ask, or like the last 45, we ask her if we can switch to just champagne instead yeah. of to continue to get the orange juice and the sugar and yeah. all that stuff. And then she says to us, of course, I'm the game maker. And, and we she like, lets out like a laugh and we're like terrified. <laughs> she took a picture at- of us, but I don't think you have it. And Quinn doesn't have it. Oh. But that picture is so funny. It's so, so blurry. No, it's I so took blurry. it. Oh, you took it. I took it. It was because I was like so deep in the bag and I'm, I had her sit in my seat and I took a picture of her at the table with you guys. It was. Well, we'll have to look at it after because that one is pretty funny. Um, 
that kind of summed up 2021, 2021, 20, or the 2021 summer and 2021, 2022. That was the tailgate tour. We went to Illinois, Columbus, Happy Valley, Soldier Field, South Bend, Cincinnati, UK, Baton Rouge, Tuscaloosa. We couldn't make it out to the world's largest cocktail party because our flights got screwed. Oh, what a brutal weekend that was. It sucked. I remember getting off the plane and I had a message or just a notification that said your flight's canceled. Not even like a delay. I thought you were kidding. I did too. I've never seen that before. Just like, oh, a, a canceled flight. And I'm like, what does they even, it, it was such a bad, bad start to that weekend. That was going to be a better. weekend too. It was. Dude. If we could have made it party. out to the world's largest cocktail party. So then we didn't even go to the Louisville game next week, did we? Yeah. No. And then we went to Tennessee, skipped Morgantown because we were burnt out. And then we, I only went to Ann Arbor mm -hmm. and it was one of the best games of my freaking life. Do you want to start in Champagne? I don't know if you had any good stories there. I think, think the good stories from that. Champagne was good because had a good story. I uh, walked probably about twelve miles home from the bar because mm. I my phone died and my watch died, and the line to get back into camps is so long that I was never going to find you, and didn't feel like waiting. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to walk home. How far could it be? Yeah, got in about five a.m. That's how long it was. Champagne's also where we went to your, to Joe's, right? Yeah, Joe's. Joe's. So we go to Joe's. This is like Renner's old stopping ground because you're like from Champagne. Yeah. And you want to just play bags the entire day. And so you, you're you playing and you are That's on one of those like tears, right, where you just can't lose. And you're in with your, your friend from home, Austin Rundis. Yeah. And so we're not partners, which you hate to see, but you're just burning it I down to with win. this kid. I yeah, to win. you're burning it down <laughs> with this kid, Austin Rundis. And so much to a point where these young kids who are obviously going to the University of Illinois, like, like I'm talking like 20-year-olds, I don't even know how they got in the bar. They're – talking to their friends they're like who is this guy? yeah they're like who is this guy <laughs> yeah. this guy is just blowing through us and i was like yeah that's the buzzsaw he's been here for years and like, <laughs> then so i'm like you know like spreading around this like buzzsaw term yeah and then i hear some other kids like yeah that kid's the buzzsaw <laughs> people are calling you the buzzsaw by the end of the night there was one game where you beat somebody 21 nil like you were just just yeah. cruising and that was also the day when you started your traditional blackout or blackout the traditional tailgate tour um basically your tradition of buying like way too much alcohol for the moment yes like you would come back for three people sometimes with like eight shots like yeah. a random number I know, of like i know that's kind of my like, go-to what are we doing two and a half a piece yeah, or what? Yeah. <laughs> you would just you came back one time i think for three people with five pitchers or like there was gonna, <laughs> like people are gonna have to have multiple pitchers in their hand to even drink try to drink them so good time that was good time that was a that was a staple of the tailgate tour. Ohio State was phenomenal. Uh, that was the drunkest you were in a press box yes, by far. Yes, you showed up to the press box. And I thought we were gonna have like issues. That was because you you were about to fall asleep and like sitting there. And I was it down. Was a it's a big press box. Ohio yeah. State's press box is probably the biggest press box we were. in. No amount of food was gonna help. And that was I was like, you just gotta like you gotta keep it together. Because right we got to just, Ohio just don't State. Don't say anything. But we got there normal. and there, we got there at like six a.m. and yeah. we had some buddies who go to Ohio State and they're like, we're already drinking. And they've been up since like five. Yeah. The, the pregame was insane. It was the first Ohio State game back in Columbus since pre-COVID. The energy was unparalleled. I think that's my okay, not my least favorite thing about tailgate ending, but I am very sad that the tailgate tour will not be in Columbus for Week One next year. I know. I know. Maybe we still go. Yeah, we can still go. Uh, it just won't be the tailgate tour. Happy Valley. Uh, we did not send it too much because we did like a day trip, like there and back. I drove there and back in the same day. But that game was absolutely Electric absurd. atmosphere. You have to go to a, a wideout. You have to. You have to go to a wideout in your lifetime. If you are a football fan, you have to go to a wideout, period. Happy Valley was the first experience, though, with your um, hotel choices, shall we say, where oh, we yeah. had some rough – we stayed in some rough spots. The Knoxville, Tennessee, had cobwebs in the room. Uh, we hit our Happy Valley had the first one. You couldn't – the first door was kicked in that we, of our hotel that they gave us was kicked in that you couldn't open the door because it was so bent. So they had to give us another room. <laughs> the hotel choices on the tailgate tour were choices. They were bad. Yeah. They were really bad. Knoxville is definitely the worst. We'll get to Knoxville. But Happy Valley was sick. Electric atmosphere. I think I might go back this year. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, Soldier Field. I didn't have tickets, but you did. So My I brother had... peed in a bag in the stadium. That was electric. You got to get that picture too. That picture is also fun. He's like holding it like a in line he's for, to yeah. get another beer. He's holding this bag of pee like it's like a fishy cot. Yeah, dude, it, it does like, look like a bag. Yeah. that you'd get a goldfish in from a from a county fair, and he's got it's full of 
full piss. It's very Great good. Game. But uh, I stayed on the outside, and that was when I tweeted and deleted Wisconsin stinks. Yeah. Drunk from a bar in Chicago. An all-time um, save your likes tweet. That was an all-time save your likes tweet. Uh, South Bend was the following weekend. Um, got to find out what it was like to premium tailgate, you know? I uh, South Bend, awesome atmosphere. I met, We met up with this reporter in town, Kelly Conway. You're going to tell that story? Should I tell the story? You're going to tell that story? <laughs> Who's the Cincy reporter for the Bengals? I think she's a reporter for the Bengals now. Um, and I'm hammered after the game. I, I mean, you I, were Notre so Dame upset because Cincinnati lost. So Notre Dame just lost. I need a drink. This bar has went to Brothers. They have like six dollar Long Islands that are like tall Long Islands. I probably put down like five, like real quick after Dude, the game. You were and she's like, oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, meet us at Brothers. Like she texted me because I had like met her a couple times in Cincy, and she told me she was going to the game. Meet her at Brothers. She's there with like friends, and they're not on our level by any means. They are no just one like, was on your level. They were just trying enough. to like have a you know, see a game, have fun, mm-hmm. go back to their hotel in like the next half hour. They are eating, and I apparently dipped my hand in their ranch when I got a wing, like a it little was a too, nugget. It was a nugget, a, a nugget, a little too aggressively, and started like. You do not tell the story justice. You don't give the story justice. You grab one of her chicken nuggets. Okay, that was. And I, she wasn't even offering. That was the pro- another part of it. You grab a nugget, dip your hand in this ranch, and like you are knuckle deep. And rather than like, oh man, I hand sir, you're like sucking it off your fingers. And she turns to her friend and she's like, I want to go. And I almost was like, same. And like they left, which was hilarious. That same night, oh, no. you probably don't remember this either. We're all trying to take a picture. It's because uh, it was a big PFF thing. Mitch came out, Nick Hogan came out, a bunch of guys yeah. from because um, they were playing Cincinnati. And then there was this one guy you didn't know trying to get in the picture with us, but I think he knew somebody else. And you were screaming at him to get out of the picture. <laughs> I do actually remember that. Yeah. I didn't want the guy in the picture. Dude. I, I wanted a picture didn't. of my friends. <laughs> it was so funny. That was funny. Um, the following weekend, we stayed in Cincinnati because they were playing Temple on a Friday. I lost my backpack that evening, which you hate to see, that including my computer. Uh, the next morning, we went to Lexington without my computer. Um, that was a tough weekend for me. I don't even know if I have any good stories off of that. I lost my fucking computer that weekend, which was bad. You were so hurting. You did not want to go to Lexington. I did not. I did not. The following weekend, the boys go to Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge, great. Da- David Sofaro makes a trip. He was on the Champagne trip. He was on the Happy Valley trip to Penn State. He did not make it out to Soldier Field because of a wedding. He didn't make it to South Bend because of a wedding, I think. He was there at Cincinnati. He did not come out to UK. But he comes out to LSU, and the guy lights it up. It was a fun weekend for yeah. David Sofaro. At, that was the weekend where you ordered milk at a Waffle House. And two got glasses. two glasses of milk. I wanted, I wanted to puke for you. I wanted that, like and that it was to get out of Two hours system. after I had like a full thing of five guys. Yeah, it was pretty gross. There was too much alcohol consumed at the Baton Rouge trip, but it was a lot of fun. That was a that was a fun atmosphere. And LSU won. And yeah. we got to make that pastelaya. We like pastelaya made, we made fr- so our goal was we're gonna make friends with someone by offering them our beer pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you can have our beer some That's of our how tailgate works. Yeah. So we come in with these beers and we're like, hey, the tailgate's kind of dead because LSU stinks and Edward runs on his way out. We put our beers in their cooler, and they're like, hey, you want some pastelaya? You can help us make it. And I'm like, out here in this like big-ass gumbo pot. That was a lot of fun. Then after the game, we kind of got buzzed out. I want to bring up Tuscaloosa because – That was the drunkest I was in a press box yeah, all you, year. You were so not interested in going to. You had some other interests going on at that tailgate that you were like, I don't know if I want to go to the game, boys. It's like, <laughs> you are going to the goddamn game. You are coming to the game. We're watching the freaking Alabama Crimson Tide. I'm glad I did. Stadium was electric. And it was actually not the worst game against Tennessee. Until obviously it blew them out in the second half, but that was a good time. Do you remember the dogs, the, the dog sauce and the onions at Tuscaloosa? That's where they had it. Oh yeah, they had very good press box food. Oh my gosh! And the coolest fucking thing—they had cornhole boards built into their campus. I was oh, we played on cement cornhole boards built into Alabama's yes. quad. Yes, it was the coolest thing. The the Alabama tailgate is up there with the best in yeah. football. I mean, yeah. the energy is so shared. Everyone's on the same tier. Yeah, uh, we're doing ski shots, playing cornhole, and like literal things built into the campus. It was a lot of fun. We skipped at LSU, where I had the unlimited amounts of biscuits and grits on my plate, where it was just like the most savage amount of press box food anyone's ever seen. That was an unfortunate. That was gross. Tuscaloosa, also that bar scene is incredible. We got to get back to Tuscaloosa. We didn't go to Jacksonville because we couldn't make it. 
We skipped Louisville. I think you're out of town. We go to Tennessee. That was Tennessee, Georgia. Yeah. And uh, we stayed at the worst hotel I've ever been in in my entire life. It created a new floor for what a hotel could be, like what you could pay money to sleep in. That I was stunned by, and I apologize profusely for. We were like hiding our backpacks, thinking it was going to get robbed and stuff. It was, it was a tough, tough um, scene there in Knoxville. What other highlights did we have in Knoxville? Played some darts with some t- master gators out there. I'm trying to think. Knoxville had, was pretty tame. Yeah, I think we. It's a good time though. Skipped Morgantown, then Ann Arbor. We've told that story a hundred times, but Ann Arbor was an absolute movie scene. I was dancing on top of tables. Uh, it was. Uh, one of the best college towns I've been to, if not the best. It's hard when you go to Happy Valley, Columbus, Tuscaloosa, and Ann Arbor all in the same year. We were talking about it recently in the chat with Dave. It was like that college, that football season was dumb. What we were able to accomplish, what we did, the, the yeah. scenes that we saw were insane. We got to try and get out, even though the tailgate tour is ending, obviously. We got to try and get out to a couple games um, and uh, do some stuff. It should be a good time. Any other stories we're going to highlight here? Or we have some one-star reviews. The only one-star yeah. reviews the podcast ever got. End it with the one-stars. End it with the one-stars and then appreciation. We've, we've, we've set all the five-stars. We've yeah. got let you guys ask your questions on the five-stars. But over the years, we did get five one-star reviews. Five haters who are getting their wish. Master right. haters. Master haters getting their wish by the podcast going down. So let's read some of these one-stars. This is from Sure air rifle i think it's surreal riffy surreal riffy laughable knowledge while this podcast is about entertainment they may want to do some research you hate to see that i definitely think there are some at least podcasts. he said it's about entertainment yes yeah. there are some podcasts that we've leaned too far into the entertainment like this one uh, this one's from i've done no research <laughs> this is from g sus g sus g hyphen sus slow down that's fair. I get that feedback a lot. This is the only podcast I've ever listened to at 0.75 speed because those hosts speak so quickly. That's honestly incredibly aggravating. Take a second to catch your freaking breath, guys. Alvin, the chipmunk, has a less annoying speaking cadence than you. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I do talk too fast. I will say, so that was from 2020. Mm-hmm. I went back and like read some early reviews, obviously looking for these one stars. And it was a very common theme for people like, hey, slow down. And in the YouTube comments early on, Hey, slow down. Yeah. Hey, slow down. I do remember you used to wring your hands uh-huh. when we first started. You would be over there. I'd be talking, and you'd be, like, doing this thing with your hands. And I'm like, it's making me nervous yeah. to watch you yeah. wring your hands. You've come a long way in said hand wring. I don't think I've seen you do it in probably a couple years. Now. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I remember I used to do that all the time, too. It was a nervous tick. I was like, dude, stop. Please stop. This one's from L. McCoy. Might be LaShawn. First time listening because I like draft content, and theirs was good. Their take on the CFB expansion is why I gave one star. Short-sighted and very narrow in view for supposed lovers of the sport of college. Well, this is your fault. Oh, yeah. I said I didn't want to expand. Yeah. One star. Go listen to Clap or Move the Sticks and lend, and let me hear your grievances. That guy, that was lame. I didn't Did like Move that. the Sticks even talk about college football expansion? I don't know. They talked about the draft. Do you, this is from Dr. Air York. Dudes tell a story about making a blunder and then launch into a story glorifying driving drunk, laughing at it, ha, like what? It's solid content, but the PFF smug, smugness really is systemic. I will say I think I take some of my dad's DUI stories a little too lighthearted. I think it's comedic relief for me, but um, I've had multiple people reach out and say, hey, man, it's not that funny. I agree. We'll have to keep from crying. Yeah. Uh, this is from Wade Cornelius. Worst pod ever. The host bring absolutely terrible takes and swear unnecessarily. That's true. Could be the worst pod ever. I love there the second worst pod ever. That's good. It is That's the worst it. pod ever. The final one star. Well, that's why we're quitting, actually. I'm getting fired from PFF because this <laughs> yeah. is the worst pot ever. Well, Austin's really been sugarcoating it. He actually has no job lined up, and this is it. <laughs> is there any He's... chance you guys <laughs> can help me out? <laughs> um, I feel like that's pretty good for almost 350 episodes for th- those to only be the one stars. I yeah. feel like that's a pretty good Oh, ratio. absolutely. I mean, we want to go see some other PFF podcast <laughs> reviews. Quinn, you haven't said anything. Give us your final remarks here. Yeah, so I kind of I, I was thinking about like what I was going to say for this because like obviously you know i just said like it's been almost 350 episodes and it's it's very simple for me like this is the best project i've ever worked on professionally like this i mean there's not really much to say like and i've had you know not to you know suck my own dick too much but like i've had the opportunity to like work on some pretty cool projects with some you know pretty cool people and, and stuff like that but like this one like far and away takes the cake 
and like I legitimately enjoy coming in and doing it and it's gonna suck not being able to do so anymore but uh, yeah t like to Mike's point earlier I don't think this is the last that you'll see of us so um, you know keep keep everybody that's that's been following along keep following along because uh, you know we'll, we'll do some more stuff this isn't this isn't the last hoorah absolutely not absolutely not definitely follow along mike and quinn as they remain at pff and continue to create great content i think that was the biggest thing that i would like to say as a parting gift parting gift parting shot parting take that there are a lot of parts you know i love my job wholesale but there are still parts of it that are work you know like yeah football is great but like some parts of what i do still feel like work coming in doing two four drafts doing tailgate with you with you quinn it never felt like work it was, I always looked Precisely. forward to it. I always came in wanting to do this. Never came in being like, oh, I got to prep for this. I got to No, like this was what I look forward to every single week. So I'm going to miss it. Couldn't agree more with all that's been said, man. This has been such a cool part of my journey at PFF, getting to know you more, working with you more, you know, learning to not wring my hands, learning to slow down my speech and all that stuff. All the stories that we had too, we didn't bring these up on like the, the East West Shrine Bowl, the Senior Bowl, the Scouting Combine, the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, the it was uh, it was insane, man. We've done a lot of really, really fun, cool shit that I think a lot of people on the planet wish they could do. The tailgate tour, those trips on the Senior Bowl and the East West Shrine. Remember, I was doing pass sets against Anthony Tresh in the hotel. Like, we've done a lot of fun things. I think a lot of that's because of the energy that this this podcast needed, man. It's yeah. just what the, what the Master Gators needed. Yeah, I mean, we started what? We started like four or five podcasts three years ago, mm -hmm. uh, I believe it was, and just one took off. Not yeah. a lot of them did this one did and it's sucks that you, you brought up the senior bowl do we have time for one more story yes. yes mike do you want to tell the story about when you flew to the wrong locale oh fuck that one was brutal going Dude. to the senior bowl yeah Take i i was this was 2020 right before covid and i'm i had this so my brother was living down in jackson mississippi and so i'm already like okay i'm gonna use that as an excuse to visit my brother because i really don't want to go to jackson mississippi on my own but i'm so close within driving distance um, so I'm like, okay, I'll fly into Mobile with you guys and then drive back to Jackson for the weekend and then fly home. I completely fuck up my flights, but don't realize it until I'm at the airport with you guys. And I'm like, I'm not getting on this flight with you. <laughs> and you're like, what? I'm like, I actually booked a flight to Jackson, Mississippi. And I get in at probably midnight in Jackson, Mississippi. I have to figure out how to get a rental car. Thank God I got it in time to actually get one. But I, then I get to Mobile at like, uh, at like uh, probably like four or 5 a.m. And I can't get the rental car that I had reserved in my name. So I have to go drop that rental car off, Uber to the hotel, wake up in three hours, come back, get the rental car from the airport that's like out in the sticks. And I was miserable that first day at Cedar Bowl, but seeing that you booked the wrong flight in the airport was a dick punch i felt terrible for you I, I felt awful for you that senior bowl was my first senior bowl that's where i met seth galena michael kissed some of my favorite people in the industry um and i get to the room when i got actually in at like 4 a.m and all of a sudden i crawl in bed thinking it's you and it's ryan smith's in the bed yeah. i didn't even know this guy was gonna be there so ryan smith is in the bed and i didn't know he was gonna be there either and we get into this <laughs> hotel room we get into this hotel room and there's like a little lump in the bed i'm like what the fuck is that it's like dude they just give us a hotel they give us the wrong hotel room i start like peek over i was like oh shit it's ryan smith <laughs> he's he popped up scared the shit out of us we scared the <laughs> shit out of us uh, Ryan Smith it works on the B2B side here at PFF doing, you know, working with teams and agents and all that stuff. And I was like, I guess I forgot that he was going to be a part of our hotels, whatever, who was hooking up the hotels at the PFF at the time. But that was a scary, scary sight. Walking into a hotel room that you think is yours and someone else is there is never cool. Yeah. Never cool. Uh, it was the only time it's ever happened to me. Um, <laughs> any, I, I feel like we didn't bring up the combines enough in the Super Bowl. I mean, the, all that stuff was so fun, though. The scouting combine this past year was insane going out. As late as we did, Super Bowl was a lot of fun too. Talked to Chuck Liddell, uh, East West Shrine in Vegas was awesome. But I don't know, man. We can tell stories the, forever. There is one combine one. This was probably 2017. We we throw a party every year mm -hmm. at St. Elmo's. Uh, that was probably it. Might have been 2018. Where that no, was 2017. And I wasn't like told to come. Like I was like there. there was, this oh. was only 
yeah. when it was like a tight knit. It was only B two B. It was only people that like were actually interacting with teams. But I knew we threw this party every year because I'd gone the year before when we kind of uh, it was open for everybody. But then we kind of scaled it back and said, Joan, just B two B side. And so content didn't, wasn't sending one out there. But my brother lived in Indianapolis, mm -hmm. and so I'm like, I'm fucking showing up. Yeah. Like I don't care. It's I'm one person. If I show up and they tell me to leave, that's a worse look for PFF. And so I just show up out of the blue and Neil, like they were not happy that I showed up, but it was an all you could drink, all you could eat. It is every year. At St. Elmo's, PFF's throwing it. I'm fucking showing up. So I just showed up. I have to year. tell a handful of stories from those parties because <laughs> those parties are absolutely incredible. The first time, the first one I went to, I think was the 2020. No, I went to the 2019 one as well. I went to 2019, had a good time, met a lot of people, whatever. Yeah. 2020 was the first time I really sent it at that party. This was obviously a month before we knew COVID was going to impact our entire lives. But I'm getting toasty, toasty strudled. And Steve Smith Sr. is there. Yeah. Steve Smith Sr. is such a passionate dude and is so fun to talk to. But he's talking to me about you guys at PFF need to start tracking explosive plays for defense. We call them like havoc plays or something like that, where it's like a big turnover, a sack by a certain amount of yards. Yeah. He was explaining a lot of things. And then George Chahuri comes up and he's like, yeah, you're just kind of explaining EPA. And Steve Smith's like, no, dude, I'm not talking about EPA. I'm talking about havoc plays. <laughs> and then I'm like, I know what George is trying to say, but I am saying like, yeah, George, I don't know what you're getting at. I'm bigger on the havoc plays. <laughs> and George is pissed that oh. I'm siding with Steve Smith. That was also when Anthony Tresh got just absolutely blasted off a of gin and tonics he ends up going into prime which is the bar that everyone goes to the ones we've talked about on this podcast before that stays open to like 6 a.m it's just an insane bar experience but he's leaving and um one of the media members it's don it's dan graziano and he's leaving and he accidentally bumps into dan graziano anthony trush does and he's like sorry dan we're all a little toasty and he says no buddy we're not <laughs> <was some> <laughs> <laughs> and then Anthony Tresh ends up falling in the snow on the way back. That was surreal. Um, the combine this past year, we got toasty. We're just not, it was not that significant, though. We did, not, we did not light it up like we did in 2020. 2020 was a freaking movie, dude. Those trips every single time are such a good time, getting people together and all that shit. But, dude, we could tell stories forever. I think that just goes to show what this pod is, man. I'm going to miss doing this together. We obviously still live together. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. But, um, fuck, dude. Is this it? This Mike it. Quinn. Mike Renner. Austin Gale, tailgate. That's your